Hello everyone, and welcome to a very special Christmas episode, holiday thing, for AD News. This is your host, Rufus, and your other host... Marcos. Yeah. (laughs) We're uh, doing a bit of a fun episode today, not too heavy. (laughs) Uh, Put that fun in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Fun for some, depending on how much you enjoy... Listening to things that aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the realm of horror scale, I'll put this today on like what, like a three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. Th- there's, there's obviously always going to be a little bit of horror, but you know, it is, it is the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd bless everybody's Christmas with uh, minimal soul rending. <laughs> As our gift to you. <laughs> so I've got like a couple of catch up stories mostly from our previous episode because it's been a while. And then I have one fun, not necessarily news story, but just a, just a story. <laughs> so do you want to start with any any news, news or catch up news? Uh, I don't have anything catch up wise. Uh, what about mustard wise? <laughs> that's where we're at today uh, that's a show <laughs> word time <laughs> that, that'll be the funniest thing here all episode <laughs> uh, no nothing catch up wise so if you want to lead with those then we can get into the rest of the stories uh, yeah okay uh, so first actually uh, right before I get to the stories I wanted to extend an invitation to anybody who's been listening and wants to kind of be a part of what we're doing here to join our discord community. If you have any sort of like skill in web development or social media or whatever, like I realized that I've, we've bit off more than we can chew with both having full-time jobs and trying to maintain this to the quality that we'd like as far as the external podcast stuff. So yeah, if you want to join the team, hit us up. You know, I'm sure that anybody listening knows how to get a hold of one of us. But yeah, if not, if anybody's got any ideas for news stories or or podcast stuff, or if you want to be a guest on the show, anything like that. If you've ever hyper fixated on a single aspect of American history or world history or atrocities of humankind, you want others to, to feel the existential horror that you felt learning about it come on the show. We might just give you your own segment. You can ask Ryan about that. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't follow us on social media, and would just like to continue creeping from the corner. uh, Go ahead and follow (laughs) us at ADD news on all the social medias. And hopefully starting in season two, we'll have a YouTube channel where we'll be doing live streams instead of just podcast audio. Uh, We'll obviously continue publishing the audio in the format that it's in now, but include some video footage, YouTube, all that stuff. So, with that said, big update on the smell in Carson County. <laughs> so, I I hadn't kept up with it. I actually, just like yesterday, went to go see... Because I, <laughs> I went and listened again to the previous episode, <laughs> or the last episode of the finale. And I was like, that is genuinely the funniest shit we've ever said. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) And so then I'm going to go see whatever happened with that. And it was on the 6th of December that they finally determined the source of the smell. Which means that this entire time, Carson County has been smelling like farts. <laughs> to the degree that people have been wanting to declare a dash or a state of emergency for the whole county. I want to start making. I want to start making some guesses here. Is it an underground cavern full of like guinea pigs that bred out of control? Nope. And then all died. Okay. No, but that's. I mean, as good a farce as we had so far on the story. <laughs> uh a more mundane kind of boring answer. Is it like? methane gas buildup or something? Is there a sw- underground swamp? No, though I did see uh. an article that said that they thought at first, about a month ago, that they determined the source of the smell was from a pipe leak that had oh. sul- uh, hydrogen sulfite, which is what they used to refine oil. And there's a pipe that looked like it was leaking that went by the Dominguez channel, but I-, I don't actually know what happened with that story. That was a headline I saw from a month ago, but then that was not what they're saying now is the uh, final yeah, for sure thing. Is it sewage? Mm, no, not exactly. Oh. Just go ahead and tell me. Yeah, yeah this, this, this bit went on too this, long. Yeah, this one's going to be impossible <laughs> to guess. So, apparently there was a fire in September at a warehouse that had uh, beauty supplies and health stuff. Okay. And so <laughs> hold on ADD news here with the facts I yeah sorry I, I accidentally closed out of my notes I'm doing my notes on my iPad now there's a fun app and then I accidentally closed out of it <laughs> um, anyway where was it oh wellness and beauty products so the okay. fire like it took a couple of days to extinguish the chemicals that lit up in that fire in September and the ethanol flow seeped into the sewer system and made its way into the Dominguez channel. And that is what caused the buildup of sulfur smell. So yeah, that's, that's clearing up now. Or I guess as of, <laughs> as of the 11th, I believe they are considering it all clear. It only took two months. This feels like an uh, FBI cover-up if I've ever heard one before. <laughs> it's funny because the original, in in the last episode, you said they should just keep suing people until they figure out what company did it. <laughs> that actually <laughs> might have worked if they had taken that route at the start. They would have found this fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so beauty products. <laughs> Final mini tidbit it's not a follow-up but a little story uh elon musk was just named times person of the year which at first i was like annoyed but then i remembered that that's not an award necessarily uh because hitler and stalin have both received that uh designation it's just the most like influential person that year the person who had the most impact good or bad on the outcome of the year so I was yeah. less annoyed by it when I thought about that because I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he's going to call that a good thing, though. I mean, he. I feel like Hitler probably did, too. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, then I have to hear more like musk bros, muskrats, muskrats. Muskrats. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the first. But yeah, but I did the that best. is the first time I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like, to 
just tearing down walls, talking about how cool Elon is now, because he's literally person of the year. As if any of them have ever read a Time magazine. <laughs> I get a subscription to it, I think. I'm not sure how. Uh, like, to why. your house? Like, personally? Yeah, I personally receive a Time magazine every month or whatever. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. That's right. Your news person is a Times magazine subscriber. <laughs> well, that's how you know I'm classy. <laughs> I accidentally get a magazine that I <laughs> don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. But yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Well, those are good. I like this. <laughs> Go to the next thing. Uh, I kind of want to get a little bitchery out of the way. This is, I mentioned this to you earlier before we started recording. I would like other sources of news and news reporting. There it is. Uh, to just, I, I know not all writers of articles and stuff always have final decision on what they title said article. I know, like, uh, I remember reading or hearing on a podcast a while back, remember Cracked? Uh, a lot of their article stuff, uh, the title was decided by, like, an editor of some kind, mm-hmm. not the person who wrote the article. And that's why they would have, like, listicle, like, BuzzFeed titles, like, oh, five, blah, 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 that blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think Vice is like that, too. Yeah. So the author of this article may not have had a decision in writing it or in titling it, but it is still misleading as shit. Uh, Not a fan of it. And the title is, is Criticizing Joe Biden a Danger to Democracy. And this is... A forum discussion you mentioned that we have every president or so. Whether or not it's treason to criticize the president. Right. And my main issue with this is, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be one. Or you know how we feel about like the, the liberal ideas of before Joe Biden got elected, the caveat was like, oh, vote for Biden. He can probably beat Trump. And then we can push him left. I remember seeing the phrase, push him left repeatedly uh, online uh, before the election. And now that he's in office, everyone will stop sucking his dick. Uh, And I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy Reagan, look it up. (laughs) God damn it. Um, and the article is more nuanced than the title presents, and which is good, but it's a shame that I was so infuriated by the opening lines that I almost didn't catch that. Uh, I could easily see this being shared in the wrong places to the wrong people, and I don't like that. That's how misinformation gets out. That's how people just start believing whatever they see on headlines, and they don't look into like the meat of it. So stop that, the New Republic, and whoever edits for Jason Lincoln's two days ago. Yeah, I feel like they do that to play into the fact. So I know we talked about the Facebook papers, and I know that I, I we were just talking about it before we started recording, but. One of the things that came out with the Facebook papers was that they weight angry reacts more heavily than every other reaction in the algorithm. 
So if people are angry reacting to something, you're more likely to see it than any other emote that is possible. And the news organizations probably know that and gear their article titles to receive angry reacts to get seen for more visibility for more ad space. Yeah, they they just want clicks because they're paid based on advertisements. As long as you visit the page, they get their money still, regardless of what information you take from that. Yep. Which is, again, horrifying. (laughs) Like One of the phrases that first like hit me in the article, because I read through it. I, I read through the whole article. Uh, quote, an interesting debate has broken out about the press's role in protecting our two fragile institutions and raveled civic fabric from a Trumpian assault. And they do make it clear this is a debate going on, I'm assuming amongst other press people and not like you. You're probably not talking to people about this. We are, though. And I just want to point out, I feel like if the role of the press is to invest, is to protect and make the government look good, that's not really press anymore, is it? No. What's you, another word for that? What's another word for a news organization promoting information that makes their government look better than it actually is? State-owned propaganda. There it is. <laughs> I grew up watching movies and TV shows where, like, the hard-hitting journalist's job was to investigate and share information with people, with the public. They wouldn't necessarily have access to. Like, truth. Truth. Facts. Things that are infallible or at least cannot be argued against necessarily. Uh, so that was weird. They do circle back around. Uh, this Jason makes a pretty valid point about if we submit to that kind of idea, even just for this president, it does create a precedent for any president. Just well, like, you know, what Fox does. Fox did. And the whole right wing agenda of like whatever Trump says. We're down for it because we're Republicans. That's what we do. Yeah, we stand by our man, even if he's doing Nazi things. That is not necessarily a gateway, but just like status quo for dictatorships and shit. Right. Uh, So just finish out with a line. I know true parts of a democracy can simply be a reflexive defender of a politician. And again, I've not had whiplash reading an article like this in quite a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, The juxtaposition from going from like, why the fuck would you say that to, well, okay, yeah, but. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really, really frustrating. And I get it. You want people to read your articles. But you need to get through, <laughs> you need to get it through your head that people are generally just not prone to reading articles. So write right. it for the people, write your article for the people that do read it, that you know will <laughs> read it and not for the people you want to get to read it because those people aren't going to read. Well, also, then it makes the whole idea of reporting news is it's like, what's going to make us the most money? Report that instead of, again, just reporting news for the sake of spreading information to people. Yeah, like, factual information. information. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. uh, super irritating that we've, like, commodified the news and then got surprised when it became, like, a pub and dub scheme, like where we the <laughs> McDonald's version of like, you know, your dollar burger. Like, is this really meat anymore? Is this even, can you consider this a burger? That's like what happened to the news because it's the most amount for the least, for the, that costs the least amount of money to generate. Like, right. <laughs> like some people put so much work into writing these sometimes lengthy articles about information and then it gets re- reduced to just 
one <laughs> sentence that isn't even really the thesis. One very inflammatory sentence. Yeah. yeah. That may or may not directly relate to what's in the article itself. Not to say that m- most journalists even are doing a good job right now. That's specifically not true in fact no it's the (laughs) it's really whoever's responsible for media outlets like social media pages because they're the ones that get the screen cap title so bad uh you got that tweet i sent you about the hill right which one the one about that one guy's dead kid oh Oh, yeah, yeah yeah nick cannon yeah yeah do you see how many times they tweeted that same image? No. Like six different times. The Tweeted out that story? That story with that image of him like at an award show with his hands yeah, together. Yeah, whoever picked that picture is... Of all the photos. Nick Cannon's not like a recluse. No, he, there are lots and lots he, of pictures of him. He hosts TV shows and award shows. Didn't he have his own TV show? Yep. Multiple? Yeah. Also, yeah, he's been followed for years by paparazzi. Like, there's there are personal pictures. I'm sure with his child, he is or a whatever. celebrity. Uh, this is the main issue, and they insist on reporting a very intimate and serious topic with not the most cartoonish image they can find of him, but, but a cartoonish there. enough one. Yeah, yeah, it was just like wally inappropriate reporting. Yeah. And it, and that's not even it, again. That's an, a situation where the person who wrote the article wouldn't be the one that picked that picture. So it's not necessarily journalists that are at fault here as much as the right. purveyors of social media for, on behalf of media organizations. Yeah. Now, what sucks is that that's what they hire social media like consultants and stuff for is because they want a to, better image. They want and- to get their stuff out there. And yeah, and the only way to get your stuff out there is by doing shitty things like that. Which I, I did see a lot of, like, screen caps from the actual article. So, it means people would actually end up clicking on it because they were so upset about it. And they did this at the expense of Nick Cannon and his grief. Yeah. Yeah, being big any kind of famous right now feels, like, not worth. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with my little spot in the world. <laughs> Relatively unknown spot. <laughs> uh, anytime that I see it, even if it's, like... Like, the person did a bad thing, like, just still, like, getting national spotlight for doing something shitty is just not something that I think we were built for as a species. It it puts you to, into a corner, and then, right or wrong, though, a lot of times it ends up being wrong, you're gonna react poorly. Uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, like, that was, I'm sure, a very... Well, I say I'm sure, like, in a throwaway way, but, like, no, like, I'm positive that was a very difficult situation that was unintentional that, like, he was horrified about, but then because of the media grabbing it and everybody having an opinion one way or the other, throwing him into the limelight, then, yeah, he reacted really shittily to it. He doubled down in the other direction and now claims to feel no guilt and that someone else is at fault entirely. Yeah, and I'm sure that somebody coached him on that because I don't know that that's a the human knee jerk response, especially when he had <laughs> like human emotions to it at the start. Right, that seemed uh-huh. very coached his response when he came out swinging most recently. Yeah, let's. Oh, uh, you got to fight back. <laughs> no, nope. you got to get out there. Make sure nobody thinks it was your fault. 
Like nobody <laughs> thought it was your fault, dog. <laughs> but now you're being an asshole and you killed someone, so let's not. <laughs> <laughs> like God. I want <laughs> not to be the one to rub in your face that you accidentally killed someone, but you did accidentally kill someone, so can we not make this about you? <laughs> God. Uh yeah. I hope to never be uh, the subject of international or national spotlight ever. No. Uh, someone please assassinate me before then. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I can't imagine because then as soon as you catch good or bad, the attention of the public, everybody who feels the need to shit on everything forever these days is just going to start digging into your life. And the moment I ever become a person of note, uh, and from society standpoint, I am going back to a flip phone. I am deleting all social media. Uh, email, gone. Uh, I can only be contacted by, like, snail mail or, mm-hmm. like, carrier pigeon. I'm installing uh, or the little, you're a Boy Scout, uh, Morse code thingy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the little, yeah. Uh, I'm hiring that. a Boy Scout to then translate my messages, because I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I only know SOS and Morse code, so... <laughs> well, it's not me. You can't hire me for that. <laughs> unless you're trying to send out an SOS. <laughs> then you can hire me. <laughs> I mean, you can probably fake it, and I won't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Just tap-tapping. Which is good, because... Everyone loves you. Uh, yeah. uh, that South Park episode about safe spaces... Yes. Did you see uh, that? I, I did. <laughs> I need you to filter out all the negative comments about me. <laughs> yeah, the, you, once you become famous, you're just not allowed to read internet comments anymore. That's not a thing. Nope. Because <laughs> then I want to respond to them. Yeah. And when you're hurt and upset and angry, you know what you don't do? Typically, respond rationally. <laughs> you shouldn't respond at all. Right. <laughs> How do we get here from... Oh, criticizing Joe Biden. Actually, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty tight loop. Yeah. 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 That was not... Like, that was a, like a... We ventured off, but like... Yeah, they the came right full Yeah. Yeah. Cool deal. Uh, oh, speaking of journalists, uh, did you... Have you followed the uh, Cuomo news stuff? I saw he is no longer with CNN. Was he let go? He was fired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was about three or four days of him being suspended indefinitely, and everybody was like, oh, it's just going to be a slap on the wrist. He'll be back by Christmas or New Year's or whatever. And then, yeah, no, they uh, they dropped the hammer on that. Uh, I don't know all the context. Was the reasoning, has he been like, was it because of his association with his? No, he was, well, they found out that he was using his media contacts to try to find out information on the accusers of his brother. Wow. And was coaching his brother. Uh, initially, like, because he did say that he had spoken to his brother and they were like, okay, well, he, because they made sure that he didn't report on that story at all because of the obvious, you know, problems yeah. with that. And he said that at the start when, when the allegations broke, he was like, we'll talk about the elephant in the room. I'm in that. I'm not going to talk about it because it's not my position to do that because uh, journalistic integrity and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so like at first with the suspension, it was just because uh, of the optics of him like coaching his brother, which was like, uh, you know, which he did. To be fair, the coaching was like 
hey, get out in front of this, own up to it, you know, tell the truth, blah, blah, blah. And that was fine. But then it came out later, a few days later, that he was like using his media contacts to dig up information on his brother's accusers. That's so fucked. Oh my God. It's not clear what, like, I think that, I think, so that sounds really, really bad, but I think the information was just he was trying to find out how many uh, accusers there were, which is slightly less bad than, like, digging up dirt on them, but it's still not ideal that he was using his media contacts for information on victims of his brother. (laughs) Yeah. It's still an abuse of power. Oh, yeah. I'm not justifying yeah. it, but it did sound yeah. a lot worse when you hear oh, it, digging it into... like he's trying to, like, find dirt. smear them. I think I saw something that was pretty filthy where he said uh, that he should, like, uh, claim that the forced resignation was uh, cancel culture. Oh. And I was like, that is the most hypocritical fucking shit I've ever heard. Oh, my God. That is just such a neoliberal position. It's not even a real thing. And they know that, but, like, that's, like, such a... That's, like, that really is the problem with, like, Democrats and neoliberals. That would fuel the whole idea of people claiming... Oh, my God. He was like, well, everybody else is claiming it, so... Even though, like... Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's real, like... It's, it's, the, re- it's, it's really the reactionary right, It's the right-wing fucking playbook. And so to be somebody who criticizes people whenever they pull that shit and then coach the buddy to pull that shit. And not even, like, in a good context. Like, he got canceled, canceled, fired. Like, go for, like, oh, well, it turns out he donated a lot of money into, like, a trans rescue organizations. And we just, we fired him for that. Oh, yeah. Like we were either. If you were canceled by, like, crazy Republicans that, like, demanded your job, then, yeah, that'd be like, yeah, well, this is actual cancel culture. Like, yeah, that'd be one thing. Yeah, but no, no. He, but, yeah. You, you did a bad thing, and said, you were suffering the consequences of that thing. Uh, that was... Claim cancel culture, jokingly. <laughs> not even, not even just, like, in general. He was specifically referring to Democrats in power who stood against him like AOC and stuff who came out was like whenever those allegations happened they were like we want a full investigation like we want his resignation those democrats that were calling for his resignation against party lines quote unquote were the ones that he said should were engaging in cancel culture I hate I hate things and people and the things those people say yeah I Derek actually sent me a meme that was like the cover of Step Brothers, but it had their faces, the two brothers' faces on it. It said "Step Down Brothers." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, they're gonna have a TV show at some point. The Cuomo Brothers. Yes. He also uh, he because of his firing from CNN, he also quit his Sirius XM position because he had. A radio show on Sirius XM, and he oh. so he resigned from that as well. Not Did they not weren't going to make him do that because they didn't even suspend him after the CNN suspension. But right. yeah, no, he's. I think he's just stepped away from the public after getting fired from primetime on CNN. Right. Remember? Oh, you said you don't do TikToks a lot, right? You no, don't watch TikToks. Uh, there was a TikTok around for a little while. It was getting ridicule, rightfully so, of some girl in New York who's neoliberal 
being horny for ex-Governor Cuomo, and it was one of the cringiest things I've seen in my entire life. I'm going to find this now and send it to you so you can share the suffering that I've had to endure. I sometimes do Instagram reels. That's the most I'll do. But I actually, <laughs> TikTok is one of the most, like, TikTok has ruined my life and not the way you would think. Uh, <laughs> I just am super prone to, like, getting disoriented by random noise. Like, or, like, you know, aud- auditory overstimulation, like, like that type of thing. So having people in public double start i i can do youtube if you're if you're having a consistent stream of one sound music youtube whatever one person talking for some period of time that has a beginning and an end i can tune that out but the constant (laughs) jarring noise with no context of like the same three songs over and over and over again like gets me to where i can't even think straight like i just like get into a brain fog and start shutting down and i hate it so i hate that app so much because (laughs) At least with, this is absolutely fair, and you're right, honestly. <laughs> at least with Instagram, with his videos, it's like you'll somebody will be scrolling memes, and then oh, there's a quick video, there's a little bit of noise for a few seconds, and then they continue on their scroll. But the nonstop stream of jarring noise is just like too much for my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you this this is all valid. <laughs> That's really the only reason. Like, it's ruined my life for that and no other reason. <laughs> this is not me endorsing TikTok at all, by right. the way. Yeah, I was just quantifying why I don't do TikTok, quote-unquote. Correct. Yeah, it's not a moral stance. And for everyone listening, this isn't a discussion about good and bad on TikTok. It is mostly just Marco should never have to be on TikTok again. <laughs> I, I have to deal with it enough in my day-to-day life. I actually... <laughs> I'll I'll just I'll say it I'll decide whether or not I'm gonna cut it later because I don't know if I'm gonna spoil the present or not but I got I got cast uh, AirPods <laughs> for Christmas because I like I felt bad asking her to plug in earphones because she's got an iPhone that doesn't have an audio jack and so I got her AirPods which really nice gift but it's mostly so that I could be like hey <laughs> those TikToks. Oh, is she playing them out loud? Yeah, people do Different that. Different scenario entirely. That's my oh, problem okay. with them, is that... Oh, you poor man. Yeah, I can't. The moment anyone plays any audio out loud on their phone, it instantly puts me on edge. Yeah, I well, I hate it in general, especially because I've, I've never played any audio of any kind on my phone because I'm always terrified of, like, ruining someone else's life. So right. I always, like, put an earbud <laughs> in if I'm going to listen to any kind of anything... And and that's what I'm saying is like Instagram and like when people like will sometimes have like a burst of audio, it's not that big a deal when they're they're scrolling memes and one is a video. But yeah, the constant stream of noise of somebody scrolling on TikTok is someone there's one of the people that I work with that does it too in the break or, or in the office, like whenever he's sitting monster. at the computer and I'm they're like a monster. Yeah, I'm getting re- like I'm getting ready to insist that he fucking put an earbud in because I, I can't. can't. I don't even like people like will play at work it's like Spotify or like something while they're like polishing dishes or something that bothers me. Yeah. See, like, and that's, what, and that's what I was saying. I can, I don't mind a stream of music as long as it's like has a beginning and has an end. I don't mind that too much. <laughs> uh, it, but, but yeah, TikTok just keeps on going. Well, it's a never ending stream no of noise, but there's, I don't know what's going on on the video and it's like four or five songs and it like, Starts and stops and starts and stops. <laughs> like, and then the songs are always just some annoying ass fucking shit. Um, 
(laughs) (laughs) Today on ADD News, you find out that Rufus and Marcus are boomers. It makes me feel like, but it's really just by, by my brain is broke, but I do feel like a boomer. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, the kids these days and their shit music. (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, it makes me feel really old, especially when I say like, like people are like, oh, I was watching this TikTok and I can't relate to the idea of like, I will watch things that people send me, but I can't relate to the idea of like, oh, I saw this TikTok because I was scrolling on TikTok and it came across <laughs> my feed. <laughs> I do like there will be like bits of Twitter. So I was like, hey, if you want it, here's a thread of a specific genre of TikToks that I really enjoyed. I can click on one. I watch the video. I just don't read the rest of the thread. That's it. I see a singular video that I might enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and all that's fine. That's why I do. So, like most people that do TikToks, will, will then make reels on Instagram. That's like most of reels is just TikToks that are then cross applied. So I yeah. will consume reels in a healthy dose on Instagram uh because then you know i've got the memes in between the suggested reels so anytime i get a suggested reel scroll i'll go through the five or six videos and then i'll keep scrolling memes and that for me is perfect (laughs) i just can't do constant noise (laughs) absolutely understand that and i feel for you yeah yeah so yeah so i got cast airpods for christmas (laughs) so that i don't have to feel like an asshole when i ask her to put earphones in when she's tiktoking Hey, where are those AirPods I got you for Christmas? <laughs> exactly. Have you seen this cool feature for AirPods? I like it. It's I, a good well, trick. I did one day early on when she moved in, like I like I broke down mentally and I was just like, hey, uh, is there any way? Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. And she was like, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And I was <laughs> like, I know that that's how communication works between humans and that I shouldn't have been so scared to do that. But. <laughs> but I still feel bad when I see her going and finding the corded earphones and like plugging them in and like, and so <laughs> I like I carry my AirPods on my keychain and everywhere I go. And uh, if I see something with audio, I just throw an AirPod in, listen to it, and then put it back in my keychain. Yeah, mine on my bag do the exact same thing. When I take videos at concerts, I do the exact same thing to like to look at them and edit them again. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's so nice having them like. You know, on your person, the not having to deal with cords and stuff. It's also gotten to where I, I can't walk into a store without having them in because I don't want to hear everyone talking around me. Yeah, so that's something that I've struggled with my whole life is like that that constant noise of like a lot of people chattering and discordant conversation and stuff is something that's I've always struggled to overcome. Um, yeah, yeah, and so like TikTok's like, hey, there's only one other person in the room, and I'm gonna give that feeling to you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we've taken this very unpleasant experience and bottled and it up for you into a constant stream yes. <laughs> to a line you can snort against your will <laughs> uh, it feels really good to finally verbalize all of those feelings I've had for TikTok Uh because most of the times I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I don't do TikTok. And that's my the extent of my explanation because I uh, don't feel like explaining it most times to random people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other stories? Uh, yeah. What else do I want to bitch about? Oh, Joe 
what do I want to make his middle name? King of Shit Mountain Mansion. Oh, I was I thought you were talking about Biden for a second, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Biden is not good. Yeah, I was I like, I don't, don't know if like he's him. the king of shit mansion. Yeah, <laughs> or of like the Dutch. Or the oh my god, Jester. king of shit mansion is way better than king of shit mountain mansion. <laughs> god dang it. <laughs> King of shit, shit mansion is yeah. a great name. I didn't even hear you say mountain. My brain auto completed that. <laughs> you know, I part of me understands that he is so prevalent right now because he knows that regardless of the outcome, uh, next midterm election, he's losing power. Yeah. Unless unless somehow, against all odds, through the reshuffling of senators. We are still at like a, a 50-50 mark. He's lost it. Even if, no matter who ends up with more power in the Senate. Yeah, he doesn't he get his no little special. A determining factor. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get a special token spot. I'm important now because. Because. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like right now, he's supposed to be meeting with the president today, I think. Because uh, he has concerns about. Their new spending bill. I don't know what's in the bill, honestly. It's a climate and social spending bill. I've not looked into it too heavily. He's concerned about it uh, adding to the deficit over and being like a 10-year pay or something. And then, yeah, as to the deficit, there's been an increase in inflation lately. That has come into play, apparently. Uh, oh, my Even God. Even though corporations are seeing record-breaking profits, so... Yeah. 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 Inflation. Oh, we can't afford to pay people, or even though we our CEO made eleven million dollars in the last quarter. <laughs> oh yeah, we are still making money, but are we making as much money as we could be making? It's like how much money is enough money? When you find the biggest number, you tell that to us. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Perhaps most concerning for Democrats, though, is Mansion's issue with the entire way the bill is constructed. <laughs> As is common in Congress, several of the provisions for Democrats would expire quickly in the case of the expanded child credit after just one year. Manchin believes Democrats should assume these programs will be extended, which would increase the actual cost of the bill over time. Oh, yes, stop it. If you do things for longer, that thing will then cost more money. That is Why would how... anyone assume that? Also, in what we can't world do social that. programs, us, uh, are they assumed to continue? Uh, we're, we're the ones ending, like, now? Uh, oh, they're ending the, rent the college assistance. loan repayment, rent assistance. Everything's ending. Like, they're just stopping it. Oh, Despite yeah, I'm gonna have to start paying all that. back next year. Yeah. Right. Oh, man, midterms are gonna rock next year. It's true. If we don't, we're not transparent and accurate, then where does the money come from? We go back and another bite and more and more funding... Or do we just throw caution to the wind and have debt financing, which has been done by both parties for far too long, Manchin said Monday. I <sighs> am gonna... God. I'm gonna commit redacted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what that fucking meme, the... A gun was redacted. <laughs> oh my god, hey, I said that's a riot, and he was like, you're gonna get us both arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if I'm not on a list already, I don't know what I what What's else the, I need to do besides like actively committing actions. 
Then I want to know where all this money is going to for defense. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, I, are we throwing Kasha to the wind by spending six times more than the all countries combined on defense spending? Where's that budget deficit <laughs> issue? Um, Why is it only when we assist poor people that it's suddenly a budget deficit, deficit is- issue? Right. Where's that money going to come from? Yeah, where's our military budget coming from? Yeah, tell me that, Jojo. Quote, he did not stop there. Manchin also said he wanted some of the money Democrats are raising. I like how they keep phrasing it this way, because it does separate him from the rest of the Democrats. Not that I love Democrats, but it is like apparent that, that he is no one. longer yeah, associated with them. Anything but name at this point, really. It's clear what he is. It's obvious what he is. Yeah. Uh, plant. Uh, quote, Democrats are raising from new taxes on corporations and the wealthy to go to toward paying down the debt, and there's Federal Reserve Bank to taper its quantitative easing program. Yeah, that's well, something how he society won't stop about, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he's having, like, a sit-down special meeting with Joe Biden to discuss whether or not he should endorse the bill. Um, like a, a fucking child who doesn't want to play nice with other kids, so the teacher has to pull him aside and, like, Give him a candy bar. Yeah, offer him some sort of, uh, if you're nice three days in a row. Here's your gold fucking star, Joe. What does he even want? What is he demanding? He wants to, no, it doesn't even say he's demanding anything specific besides the um, paying down the debt. It seems he just has concerns. He wants to be, it's not like he wants anything out of it. He just wants to be convinced he should do it. God, I really hope that. Biden's fucking like out. I like he's because he's just so like out of it at this point. I really hope he just threatens his life in there. (laughs) Now listen here, Bob. (laughs) He just thinks he's in an old western. I have a lot on my plate right now. (laughs) I we need, and I don't know what most of it means. Even (laughs) I'm trying to figure out where I am. So I need you to sign (laughs) to do your fucking job and sign the bill, (laughs) so I can figure out where I'm standing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like somebody that's too fucked up at a party like you're trying to like figure out who's you're trying to figure out where you're going next or what place you're going to eat at afterwards and he's like listen i need y'all to make a decision because i'm really hungry and i'm really drunk and i don't know where i am right now <laughs> <laughs> and i just again i can't wait for him to lose all this he's not I don't think he's up for re-election for like another four years? Four years. Yeah? I am not sure. Uh, Senate's six-year term? Did did they just redo the Senate on this last? He was elected in 2018. He's got, what, three years? Yeah. Something like that. It's too long. But again, regardless, next year when they do the midterm election, he will lose authority because it's Someone's going to come out on top. Uh, I think that was most of the article. Uh, it's always about him still being a uh, old bitch about politics. Not like specific issues, just remember he can be a bitch. He really He's does be go one. out of his way. Um, yeah. And again, it's him just wanting attention at this point. I can only assume he's doing the old, uh, the, the old cruise. Yeah. But not. he doesn't want to like say outlandish things though he just wants to be 
Yeah, he wants the same the attention, person. but without without having the like bleed estate when Use people are dying and make jokes about or... it. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's super annoying. Um, uh, so, true. so is, he threat- oh, for- is he threatening oh. to just like get or to not uh, sign off on the spending bill? I think so. Uh, oh wait, where's one more thing? Uh, oh, he wants to leave paid leave out of the social spending bill. Oh, I do remember reading about that. Now that you say that, <sighs> so annoying. What a bitch. They want to take paid leave out of the spending, but then they want to force people to have kids against their will. Yeah. No, no, no. You can't get an abortion. Has there... Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have time off for being pregnant. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You can't have help raising this baby. <laughs> yeah. But also, <laughs> don't go to the hospital because you won't be able to pay it. <laughs> Jesus. Um... To say, oh, did the Supreme, speaking of abortion, did the Supreme Court make a ruling on the Mississippi case? Mississippi, I did not see, actually. Uh, Mississippi was trying to uh, ban all abortion, right? Uh, after seven, eight weeks, 15 weeks, something like that. Oh, uh, no, I did see something about them trying to do a copycat law that Texas has. Except for that it was more, well, the timeline was, I think, more strict. Uh, yeah, it was. What I saw was it was all abortion. Yeah, but it was right. Anyway, I did. I did listen to the opening arguments of that. I just haven't kept up. Uh, I saw that they're allowing the Texas ban to remain in effect. Yeah. So basically, if you've not heard about this, uh, Supreme Court has decided to not rule against Texas's hunting season on pregnant women. Uh, I have an article here from The Intercept about it, actually. For example, while a provider may successfully argue in an individual lawsuit that SBA is unconstitutional, any such ruling would be isolated to just that case. It would not stop another person from filing suit over the same alleged conduct. Forcing It's also only the abortion provider, I believe, uh, back into court again and again and again and again to make the same exact argument. Uh, and the law also guarantees that attorney fees will be paid to the winning plaintiffs, but prohibits defendants from recovering fees if they win. Oh, fuck off. So providers would have to fund their own defense no matter how frivolous the lawsuits. Oh, I actually have a fun quote from this article, too, from Texas Solicitor General Judd Stone, who argued uh, with, to the Supreme Court for the uh, abortion law. And this is a real fun one. Are we all ready? Uh, he argued that the state was well within its right to codify a law designed to evade federal oversight. Excuse me? I, I, I rephrased it in my own little way. This is what he really means. It is our right to make laws that violate other people's rights if we're sneaky about it. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you, how, how do you think that's a real argument? That, <laughs> It is a law designed to skirt around constitutional rights and the people's rights in general. And you made a law to to scoot by it. Specifically, it's not a loophole. Like, oh, well, technically, we messed up. We weren't clear enough. You got to pass. No, no, no. We are ripping a hole in the fabric of, I will say, like, America. That's stupid. America doesn't care about rights. Uh... 
humanity uh, so we can fuck you harder. Why isn't that okay? Why are you so... Why are you booing me? Yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, that actually... That reminded me of a story that uh, Ryan sent me a few days ago that I had completely forgotten about. Did you hear about the PowerPoints that are currently being reviewed by the January 6th committee? I have heard the PowerPoint. I heard about the PowerPoints. I was looking at Ted Cruz on Twitter earlier, and I saw a bunch of, of PowerPoint jokes. I didn't know what they were about, though. White House. Oh, so it's come up now that the White House chief of staff uh, had been that like the well the entire white house staff was basically passing around this 38 page powerpoint that basically uh was a outline for overthrowing our democracy jesus christ it, it like had president trump declaring a state of national emergency to keep himself in power uh putting recommended calling into question the legitimacy of the votes in key swing states and then using the confusion to basically put in different electors uh, because like conservative electors, basically for the confirmation who would vote against ruling of the, or the, the general population or the, yeah, the population of the States votes, you know, the way that Republicans always end up winning whenever right. the popular vote is for a Democrat. Basically, yeah, replacing the electors in swing states with conservative electors after throwing into question the integrity of the of the voting machines and saying that it was influenced by the outside uh, by outside actors. Yeah, there's, there's this whole long PowerPoint about basically illegitimately seizing power after the results of the election. I'm not. Um, I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> so there was no like. They make it. They've they've played it off to make it seem like the whole Trump team was just like stupid, <laughs> but it was actually very tactful the way that they started uh, doing stupid shit. What apparently stupid shit? Because it seemed like oh they're just sore losers that are giant babies, and that's why they're saying that it was rigged. But there was actually a very uh, dark backdrop to that. Right. And yeah, that so was I getting saw, passed around as late as January 5th in the White Jesus House. Christ. I had seen, again, the PowerPoint thing going around. It had a real strong Hillary Clinton email vibe to it. So I just didn't look into it any further. I didn't know if it was like a, like a, a liberals latched on to it and actually wasn't a real thing and or serious. Yeah, no, this is the that's, January that's 6th commission is, it, is reviewing all the information in this. <laughs> And uh, yeah, right now I'm, I was reading that off of, uh, I went to go find it. I couldn't find what Ryan, the one Ryan actually sent me, but I, I found the New York Times, uh, when was this? The 10th, a couple days ago, a few days yeah. ago, wrote a very thorough, detailed report on uh, the contents of that PowerPoint. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, it is still kind of stupid to pass around in a PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. No, like, I like it's so in my head. They're like applying those weird like animations to like the zip, like to the next slide. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Some poor intern is an unpaid intern is fucking adding fucking animation to the overthrow of American democracy as we know it. And then I've got the wham animation. <laughs> like I'm gonna see a real shitty SNL bit about this eventually. I'm not looking forward to that, but <laughs> Yeah, 38. Who fucking... <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, Just, they had to put a lot of pictures in there. <laughs> See, that's an SNL joke. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, especially just, like, passing it around. So th- this is the thing that I talked to Riot about, and it might just be because this is my conclusion with a lot of scenarios, but if I was gonna, like, attempt a coup of one of the most powerful governments <laughs> in existence... And then I failed, and my coup involved like spreading around PowerPoints and text messages. I would just kill myself before that investigation went. <laughs> and like you might say fairly that, well, killing yourself might just be what you do with most things. At the- <laughs> this just might be your go-to response, and that's fair. But the <laughs> with in this situation, like you know, that's going to get found out. You know that they're going to. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. How are you? I like. I guess the only way that you don't kill yourself is that you're such a privileged white dude that you really think that like you're you gonna get away with it anyway yeah why wouldn't you <sighs> why why wouldn't you assume that yeah yeah that's what got you where you are Politics. i can't even get away with like speeding two miles over the speed limit so that's why my immediate response to that was like i would just kill myself <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that i couldn't do there's no way i could do prison like oh, my brain yeah. wouldn't survive. I'd get so bored. <laughs> uh, yes. I also, if I was caught hypothetically overthrowing the government, like the people who in, empowered it, like the entire White House staff, and reference to the PowerPoint thing, would commit suicide. And no other actions would I take. And only in those circumstances. Very specific circumstances. Of me being the same people who did those real life things, which yeah. I did not do, which I did not do and would not do. Correct. I uh, I would not overthrow the U.S. government to install a fascist state. So, and that's not being uh, ironic. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that that's not something that I would take apart in even. And <laughs> all of my hypothetical overthrowing the government scenarios, that's the context helpful. is wildly different. Yeah, than the January six folks. Absolutely. Oh, in my in my imaginary, unlikely hypothetical scenario, it's for like, hey, you're killing people. Stop that. Or, hey, people can't afford to have kids. Hey, you keep forcing people to have kids type scenarios. Right. I was actually being- to right about this, too. It's like I would never like whenever we're talking about the giving getting aid to Kentucky's tornado victims like. And the people who are supposedly on the left that are saying that they shouldn't get any because they're Republican. I'm like, I would never, ever wish harm on people just because of the way that they voted. Now, what I would do is commit personally violent acts against the people in power that they voted for. But I would never deny (laughs) a (laughs) allegedly in a hypothetical potential situation where I had the capacity to do that. I morally would not be against be doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about it, but for ethical yeah, I would, reasons, I'm cool with that part. 
I would never deny or suggest denying aid to the victims of a natural disaster. It's so weird that I, you heard that from him because I remember seeing like just today uh, uh, quite a few like fundraising campaigns, individual on the personal level, for aid to Kentucky. Yeah, but that's the coolest thing about leftist Twitter, like true, like not true. Like there's a a better form of leftist, but like just, you know, general leftist people is the amount of like mutual aid and concern for each other's well being. So, and yeah. when someone's in need, there's almost immediately like a string. And I'm sure some of them are fake, but there's not careful that there are people helping. Yeah, uh, giving what they can and going and doing what they can. I saw a video today of a guy who just drove like half an hour to go cook food and give out water to people. Yeah, there definitely are. Uh, his specific situation was with, uh, he was, Robert Evans tweeted out something about uh, how you're not helping society if you don't believe that tornado victims should get aid. And Ryan saw somebody saying some shit about uh, the Republicans and their shittiness or whatever. And then he engaged with that person and just had like a really awful conversation with somebody who's allegedly left. Yeah, I'm just gonna guess they don't. They're on Twitter very often, or they probably they're probably just liberal. That's Absolutely. what I told him. Yeah. I was like, that's just a neoliberal response, and you yeah. need to not read into that any further than that. And it makes it easier to. It's easier. It, you create two sides, but they're not. In real life, there are essentially two sides. Uh, I hate fascists. These things are either pro-fascist or support fascism. Yeah, you could. It, Conservative and yeah, neoliberal way of both have that, fascist yeah. uh, end games. Yeah, but they they're those two sides aren't convenient for a lot of people because uh, it involves like reworking the majority of society. Like, like, hey, we shouldn't have prisons. Hey, we shouldn't have cops. Hey, the way we have healthcare and laws is bad, and that's what we've all grown up with for decades, and that's not easy. So it's not convenient. So you do like, well, we already have two political parties. Why can't those be the sides? That's easy. Yeah. We can quantify everyone into two different categories, good and bad. And then we could really get crazy and put a third one in there that's totally not the same as the other two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and despite knowing how voting works, we can say an entire state is bad, even though, you know, like... Fifty-two percent voted for the bad party. Right, that's a whole millions uh, yeah. of people. Yeah, it was the same with like conservatives <laughs> saying that like the whole thing about California's wildfires. Like those wildfires happen in rural California. That's predominantly conservative. Those are all red counties that were on fire. So for them, like mocking California for being on fire is the same as like mocking like major cities in Texas for being underwater or whatever. Like it's like the, yeah. The people, the, those are people that actually believe the same thing as you that have been devastated. Like, how about how do you think they feel being trapped in a state that doesn't believe the same things they do and also suffering consequences like that? It's it's such a, like, a weird mental state to be in. Too, well, it's like whenever for a while there were uh, the liberals were posting like we should just get rid of the southern United States because that's where all the racists are. And they show like a map of them separating to the United States, and then leftists showing maps of like black populations in America. Oh like, yeah, and the, the, yeah. the same. And it's yeah. the same people. Yeah, yeah. We know what you're really saying. Also, it is such a weird and I don't get 
how they can even like justify like, oh, racism only happens in the South. Right. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have oh, you been what? To you don't experience New York or LA or a very diverse city of Aspen, Colorado. Oh, well, that's weird. What? You don't see a lot of racism in like the Pacific Northwest, a region that outlawed black people on its conception. So weird. Yeah. Or yeah, the <laughs> especially the liberals on their high horse here in California. Like we're like our history is very unclean. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese internment camps. Uh, such such a weird like mental gymnastics to like you no know, no we. we Disregard them as human beings, because... I was born in a different geographical location <laughs> that makes me better than them. <laughs> right. Again, this is not my defense of, like... I can... I can reasonably be like, Texas sucks dick. I support the people who live within it, though. I want them to have good lives. Texas politicians can eat my literal ass. You can leave that in the podcast. I stand yeah, by yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole ass. <laughs> Come at me, Ted Cruz. I will take you literally any day. <laughs> any time. Jump me in my sleep, Ted. I'm still taking you down. Everybody except Republican politicians should get aid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, we were literally just talking about John Manchin. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. the disa- as far as disaster relief goes, oh, yeah. the areas affected. I don't think he's in an area that was affected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If he was, then he also shouldn't get hate. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, it's... I hate... And it's, it's really hard for me to... I hate Republican politicians. I hate the people who endorse, like, Republican ideals and stuff. On, like, a... I can hate them, but also not want them to suffer, like, natural disasters and shit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, well, that's, that's what I came down to. I was like, I genuinely despise with every fiber of my being, <laughs> but I would still want him to get aid if he was hit by a disaster, a natural yeah, disaster. I, I want to experience like... I don't want him to suffer, but healthcare. I do hate and him. I, <laughs> yeah, I want his kids to have like their college paid for and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I have no malice as from one human to another. Now, on an interpersonal if, level, I have a lot of dishate. Other people... I, universally, I want people to have their needs taken care of. Right, because if you put any stipulations in that, you're no better than the system now. Yeah, um, because that's how the whole like charity system works. Like they get to decide who's worthy God. of aid. Ad, if you're a drug addict or whatever or anything, yeah. and, or if you don't have a job, then you don't get aid. And like that whole twisted system, you're no better than that if you do the same thing. And that's what I boiled it down to with Brian too. Is I was like. That, like, that dude is just, like, useless, basically, because the whole criticism of the left from the right is, like, you're just mad because you're not in power. Like, you're mad. You're not mad that the system's broken. You're mad that it didn't break in your favor. And that really is evidence of that if you're willing to say that somebody else shouldn't get aid that you're responsible for or whatever because they believe something different than you then yeah you're basically the exact same you're just you literally are just mad that it didn't break your way yeah yeah that's that's it there was something there that i that i thought i was going to tie back to i forgot what it was though but this seems like a good a time as any to take a break so this is going to be our official intermission on this two hour two and a half hour episode if uh you want to stop here and come back later 
uh, this would be the time to do it. And we're back. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, that was almost the extent of my story. Uh, we initially started talking about the Supreme Court. That's <laughs> how that conversation started. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and then I saw, which another thing that's not helping in that same vein that we were just talking about, I saw Newsom is exploring uh, using that same loophole that Texas has with abortion to restrict gun rights. I was like... Uh, yeah, not, that's not the win you think it is. It's not. I saw that, and I was really people hoping were, liberals were praising that. I was just like, oh god, for people like me, that's just a double whammy. Like right. people like me who like abortions and guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also all it's doing is as it's instead of making a commentary on how this is obviously a bad thing, it's really just opening the door a little bit wider. Right. Uh, and even if it, you're making, like, a point, you're still just... You're doing it the wrong you way. You shouldn't make that point like that, yeah. Yeah. Because all that does is create, honestly, more fuel for conservatives, and then... Yeah, there's more things that they have to take away than, than liberals have. Like, liberals, all they all liberals have to take away is guns. Like, conservatives have everything else to take away. <laughs> We're gonna outlaw Christmas now. <sighs> the actual war for Christmas begins. That actually leads me to my main story for today yeah we did not plan this that was a natural segue that was i was like oh that actually ties right into what the whole reason i wanted to do this episode <laughs> an hour and a half later luckily there's a whole lot of stuff that we went on tangents on that i'm probably ended up cutting so we're oh, yeah. we'll say we're probably at like an hour uh of of actual content. <laughs> oh yeah, there was the uh there was like fifteen minutes of that. We're redacting a whole lot of conversation. <laughs> Alright, so I remember found that wait real fast. Remember okay. that time I told you someone uh listened to our podcast and was surprised, surprised that it was that left, yeah. Yeah. Left leaning. Left leaning. <laughs> oh, more left than they thought it would be. And I was like, I I've mentioned hypothetically burning down politicians houses i don't yeah you have the <laughs> cpusa shirt on in several pictures i don't i'm actually not part of cpusa they don't really do a whole lot well, but, you but have, uh well, yeah, yeah but, but you shirt, do have the yeah. shirt yeah i was literally a card carrying communist <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you want from me how much more do you need <laughs> i uh after i listened to that podcast you sent me i uh Went to that Mutual Aid Hub website to see if there was anything around here because I live in California and there's actually not 
not much around here, unfortunately. Yeah, it was really disheartening. But then I mean, they also talk about in the in that podcast, which also everyone should listen to while we're at it. Honestly, because that was super helpful for me. Yeah, that did a lot for me too. Uh, if y'all find the Small Beans produced podcast bold, they have an episode recently on uh, mutual aid and what that means. Uh, you actually touched on a little bit what they talked about earlier with the whole charity thing. Uh, that charity comes with stipulations. It's yeah, not that's truly, actually that, yeah. I've been thinking about that, and that's where that came from. Yeah, from, for uh, me. And then mutual aid is in fact a form of providing the needs for everyone, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, where that is, you know, even if they're on on drugs, drug addict, drug addicts, or whatever, they still they have still needs. Deserve, to be met. Yeah, yeah, they're still humans that have basic human yeah. dignity. Yeah, deserve. I recommend basic. that called Bold. Really good. Yeah, that episode actually helped me a lot with uh, working through the concept of a like post-prison like, society. Oh because, yeah, of like the like, abolition in general. Yeah, because like I, while I support it, I have like personally struggled with the thought of like that that, that you know critics of it are like, well, what about the the rapist? What about the this and that? And I've not on it for a long time trying to work up a solution. Like I, I to be fair, I've not searched for an answer because i've not had the time or mental energy but i have tried to work through it myself and have not had not come to a reasonable solution for that and that really helped understanding how that would work yeah absolutely it was really really well done really thought out very everyone involved that was very uh knowledgeable what they were talking about i mean the the main guest they had on that show had been involved in mutual aid and some of that for like some 20 30 years like that Mm -hmm. yeah I'm like, I was like a professor on it now. Yeah. We we started this on a very different point about the war on Christmas. Yeah. We could, we could, yeah, we, we had that natural transition and then we uh, lost it. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. Dialing back, I found this article. It was from 2017, but it made its way to me now. And I really, really loved it. Because uh, I had a lot of information on Christmas that I was unaware of. And, you know, you you hear a lot about the origins of Christmas, the pagan origins of Christmas or whatever. But you don't hear a lot about the development of, like, you know, you or rather, you hear it had pagan origins. And you, and you hear that the church, like, hijacked the celebration. But you don't hear a whole lot about how that came about. Like, what exactly the church had to do to normalize the celebration of a pagan holiday yeah. as their own um, because it seems like it would take some work and it did. <laughs> and so this, this has a little bit about that, but specifically why I want to talk about it is that it is about the origin of the phrase Merry Christmas, which as you know, is a central fighting point for the war on Christmas. Christians would have you always wish everyone a Merry Christmas every time, every second from thanks the day after Thanksgiving till January 1st. It's all Merry Christmas and nothing else. Um, right. And because it's our holiday and blah, blah, blah. And reason for the season. change that phrasing up, <laughs> you're so going the, to hell. Yeah, the godless liberal version of that is Happy Holidays, which is an all-encompassing for all the celebrations that occur during the Advent time. And so the funny thing about that <laughs> is uh, this article, it's from LA Times. It's an op-ed, but yeah, I checked the sources. It's, it's all solid. The profane origins of Merry Christmas. 
So the Christian church regarded Christmas as a pretty small event in Europe. Uh, they, you know, they were already celebrating Jesus being born at a different time of year than he was actually born. And, but it was like, you know, it was in its small foundational part of it becoming a major holiday. So there were Puritans in England and later on in the American colonies that ended up banning the holiday, actually. Uh, Christmas was something that they were like, nah, fuck this. We don't, we're not <laughs> celebrating it because of the secular origins, the pagan origins, because there was no way to separate the the celebration. Because like, you know, the, you hear about like the tree and stuff and how the tree is, is a pagan, pagan symbology and um, all of it, the caroling was all, all, all of that had like, you know, like, what does this have to do with Jesus type of thing? And In my head, I see some dude, like, at, like, a, a committee be like, no, 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 it's totally different. Like, no, no, there's there's the pagan tree. No, 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 it's a Christmas tree now. <laughs> yeah. The, do the, you the, have a demonic goat? No, no, we'll make his nose red. His name is Rudolph now. Totally different <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah, we, we traded the goat for a reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> Which also has pagan symbology, but we don't talk about it. Um, yeah, and so and it's it's sort of like the same the same problem you run into with Easter with the like Easter bunny being with a pagan celebration for uh, the spring solstice and the because rabbit is for the symbology of reproduction and spring is the time of new life, so it's just a, a holiday for fucking. <laughs> and uh, but we still have the Easter buddy, even in the even in the re- religious part. So the Puritans early on obviously had problems with this like melding of two worlds. They were like, no, this isn't overshadowing. This is just co-opting. And to be fair, they were right. That's I mean, that's basically what was happening was that the all the celebrations that the pagans were doing were co-opted into a religious like front so they banned it they found they cited no biblical support for celebrating jesus's birthday in the first place um much less the time of year that they were celebrating it yeah (laughs) as uh, normally i'm not one to side with puritans but (laughs) they're not wrong uh (laughs) their logic is sound yeah i mean There are still a bunch of blowhards that shit on everybody's fun, but like <laughs> that they're, what they're saying is not incorrect. Historian Stephen Nissenbaum wrote about this, and this is where the article got its uh, got this section. The Puritans imposed fines on anyone caught celebrating Christmas and designated as a working day. These strict rules were necessary since so many men and women engaged in drunken arousing that accompanied winter solstice festivities in ancient tradition that the church had failed to stamp out when it appropriated December 25th as a Christian holiday. In this setting, Merry Christmas was born. The greeting was an act of revelry and religious rebellion, something the uncouth masses shouted as they traveled in drunken mobs. (laughs) Troubled by such behavior, the New Haven Gazette in 1786 decried the common salutation of Merry Christmas so, so merry at Christmas are some, the paper lamented, they destroy their health by disease and by trouble their joy. <laughs> so, to summarize that paragraph, basically Merry Christmas was a fuck you to the church. 
<laughs> oh my Drunk god asshole it was word. the original let's go brandon yeah, yeah it was uh like in the way that somebody might say happy holidays to piss off a christian now even though like that's basically like the the puritans were like getting their panties on a wad over people celebrating christmas so the drunk carolers would run around saying merry christmas because fuck you i'm <laughs> look what i'm doing i'm drunk and having fun on christmas find me about it <laughs> what the church so the article goes on what the church could not contain capitalism co-opted as retailers Authors and artists in the 19th century invented a holiday of conspicuous consumption uh, and family-centered celebrations. Merry Christmas became the favored slogan to sell the day. The first commercially produced Christmas card was created in 1843 in London, and it did not show a manger scene. It showed a multi-generational family tossing back goblets of wine above a banner that read, A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of, like, I want to start, like, a group that's, like, return Christmas to its true tradition. Get hammered with your neighbors. And throw a middle <laughs> finger at the church. <laughs> get, let's all get drunk in the church parking lot. Against their will. <laughs> the, the secular carol, We Wish You a Merry Christmas performed by roving packs demanding figgy pudding, probably did the most to popularize Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Merry Christmas is a fuck you. So this, this is a secular carol. And whenever I first read that, I was like, that, the tune in my head, so give us some figgy pudding. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> just drunk assholes demanding figgy pudding and telling the church to fuck itself is the origin of the phrase Merry Christmas. But then, given the seemingly irreversible prominence of Christmas, churches gave up the argument. They began to emphasize the day's religious meaning to their congregates and incorporated Merry Christmas into their vernacular. But observant Christians just as routinely wished each other happy holidays. Holiday is a religious word, after all, derived from the old English word for holy day. Plus, happy holidays may indicate the entire Advent period, suggesting a more devout reference for the season than Merry Christmas. So once the church, so once the church decided they're like, oh, we're taking back, <laughs> we're taking back the uh, oppressive language of Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, more devout Christians are still saying Happy Holidays because holiday means Holy Day, and they were like, yeah, it's more about more than just Christmas; it's about the whole season because reason right. for the season, right? Yeah. And so th- <laughs> that that shift did not last long. In the second half of the 20th century, many department stores removed their explicitly Christian displays, which they thought might be off-putting to secular and non-Christian consumers. Less able to exert their influence than they had been in the religious heyday of the mid-century, Christians pushed back by donning Jesus is the reason for the season lapel buttons and sweaters. These signaled to shop clerks who wished them a Merry Christmas that they understood the true meaning of the holiday even as they hustled to get all their shopping done. Just as Jesus is the reason reached its peak in the early 1990s, however, Christians had to face a new outrage, retailers abandoning Merry Christmas in favor of Happy Holidays. As noted above, Happy Holidays had a long-standing history of religious expression, but it had lost its association. It now represented a generic seasonal greeting tailored to a multicultural and pluralist nation. And coming as it did on the heels of the 1989 Supreme Court case declaring Christmas display on public property unconstitutional, the move to Happy Holidays struck many Christians as no less than a war on their faith. 
<laughs> Happy Holidays was galling because it seemed to expose the fact that Christians no longer occupied the center of American culture. Bill O'Reilly and Fox News stoked the flames of cultural resentment, accusing secular liberals of trying to drive Christmas out of the public square. In just one five-day period in 2005, for example, the network ran 58 segments on the scourge of Happy Holidays plugging the nation's office parties and malls. It's telling that so much of the modern battle over Merry Christmas has centered on retail. The Puritans barred the public celebration of Merry Christmas to protect their religious lives. Many Christians today worry that their faith is being erased because a salesperson won't wish them Merry Christmas. <laughs> By engaging with retailers, Christians have acknowledged their preeminence in shaping public conceptions of Christmas. Whether stores feature pagan trees or nativity scenes, they're in control of the message. Whether or not Merry Christmas makes a comeback in the commercial realm and not the... Uh, oh, so they're in charge of whether or not Merry Christmas makes a comeback and not the church. And that's why they resent them. So that's the end of the article. I thought that was hilarious because, yeah, there's a whole lot there that I had no idea <laughs> was the, the history of that. I mean, it feels like the birth of Merry Christmas is way cooler than the uh, the end result. Right. I mean, that, that's about how capitalism works, though. Yeah, right? when capitalism ruins everything. Yeah, it's sort of like how... The birth of unions is a lot cooler than how unions ended up, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not only is Happy Holidays more religious in origin, so the whole take back Merry Christmas thing, if you go back far enough, isn't actually even a thing. I mean, it's all false outrage anyways. Right. Uh, speaking of, did you have you heard... What Fo like how Fox has been running the story about the guy that burned down the Christmas tree in front of Fox headquarters? I know the tree was burned down. I know they're pissed about it, and that's pretty much it. They talked about it for three consecutive days nonstop. Uh, one of their anchors called it a hate crime. Oh my god! Which made oh me want to commit redacted. Ah. I was like, oh, it's not a hate crime, but it can be. <laughs> like, I can turn this public lewdness into a hate crime. When I do it, it's going to be It's going to be a hate crime. <laughs> if I were to do it, it What's would be. What's funny is that this guy, and it's easy to say, like, oh, it was an attack on them. But NYPD said that this guy, one, is a known public nuisance who's, like, a drug addict and, like, is regularly running around naked and fucking shit up. <laughs> like they, they like... knew him by name uh nypd and nypd that's a huge that's a massive police department for them to be like oh it's this guy again who just fucks shit up it's lessons of people <laughs> yeah so him climbing like and there was no like manifesto he wasn't saying anything crazy he just climbed to the top of a tree and lit it on fire with the uh with the lighter he had in his pocket. Just like kind of just click, click, click. <laughs> a mastermind fire. of destruction. <laughs> yeah, truly the force for liberal power. <laughs> this goes all the way to the top. Biden sent this man. <laughs> yeah, the whole like bitching and moaning and it's a hate crime, but it's just a drug addict doing drug addict shit. Uh, dude shoots up a church or something. And his entire internet history is like Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson. Don't see a connection. Rando, drunk rando on the street, lights a fox Christmas tree on fire. 
crime. A drunk rando who's known for public destruction <laughs> adds a Christmas tree to the list because Christmas trees are highly flammable. <laughs> Dude, if you're able to burn down a 50-foot tree with a pocket lighter, that's on the people who put the tree there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't, in downtown New York, have something so fucking flammable. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not at all surprised by their reaction. No. I still hate it. I hate I, it so much. Yeah, that really is the, like, name <laughs> of the game these days. It's like, I'm not surprised, but I'm still violently angry by the fact that they did what I knew they were gonna do. But at Fox News, we don't believe in hate crimes, but also this was a hate crime against me. <laughs> yeah, against... Uh, like that. My against biggest problem... What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's like... I love that they toe that line of like, oh, white people are actually the oppressed ones. Same with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that uh, the January 6th rioters are being mistreated because of their race. Oh, my God. And then claimed that they're being force fed uh, critical race theory oh, in, pri- in, pri- in jail. <laughs> that, that in jail, they're being force fed critical race theory and being made to feel bad for being white. And I, that's one of those things that reactionaries say that would be so awesome if it was true. Right. Oh, I and mean, apparently you know what? Good idea. But we don't have the funding for that. Also, that's such an advanced thing that, like, you'd have to start with, like, probably GEDs and stuff before you also, got the. That is such like, a weird jump to, like, to go to for, like, conspiracy theory things. Well, the uh, guys not. were claiming that first, so she was just echoing their statement. Oh, okay. Like, oh, they're like, force-feeding us critical race theory. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me, get a, let me pull a quote for you. There were people released from custody who were involved in that. We told this last time, actually. Who then immediately went off to do, like, conventions full of Proud Boys. Yeah. Like, well, they're not being mistreated. Again, I do think we should abolish prisons, but also, right now we have them still. Fuck around, find out. But also, this isn't ha- <laughs> this isn't happening. Of all the things that might not have happened, this is the most might not have happened. <laughs> Two accused Capitol riders are saying they were force-fed critical race theory in a Washington, D.C. jail where they have been detained. Ryan Nichols of Texas and Robert Morse of Pennsylvania wrote a letter to a D.C. federal judge on Tuesday alleging that they have endured constitutional, human, and civil rights violations. Among the list of 77 grievances, the men allege that they must beg for water and medical aid and that they are not allowed religious services or visitors. We are force-fed CRT propaganda on tablets, the two wrote. <laughs> you gotta beg for water, but you got tablets. On the, <laughs> To be fair, that last one's hilarious. Well, the first two are real things that just happen in prison. <laughs> you, you, yeah, prisons are awful. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, like, because you were involved with an insurrection. That's just, hey, welcome to prison. <laughs> That's also the whitest thing I've ever heard. Like, who's, like, what, they gluing the tablet to your hands and, like, stapling your eyelids open? Like, how, hey, you, how are they force-feeding you information through a tablet? <laughs> you're not an unruly child in a restaurant, okay? <laughs> That's... And it's, yeah, like, it's like they, it makes it sound like they're pacifying them with a tablet, but it's full of critical race theory. It's like, then don't. Use the tablet. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they have a child lock on the internet, so I can only watch CRT videos on YouTube. 
<laughs> they blocked Prager U. <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> Nichols has been detained for just over nine months while in prison. He has been regularly discriminated against for being white, quote unquote, and is forced to endure disgusting racial animus and slurs regularly. McBride wrote in the motion, which was filed November 1st. Well, they called me the H word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what slurs are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Nicholas pleaded not guilty in April to around a dozen charges in connection with the riots. He is accused of entering the Capitol with pepper spray and a crowbar. <laughs> Nichols is accused of pepper spraying an officer who was trying to prevent rioters from entering the Capitol. <laughs> Separately, Morse pleaded not guilty in June to four charges in connection with the riots. He is accused of helping rioters take shields from police officers, organizing a shield wall against the officers, guarding the lower west terrace of the Capitol, and entering the Capitol through a broken window. I don't know, we've we've had a discussion before, and other people have had it, and they've probably phrased it better. It's crazy to me, these people in January were like, I assaulted a cop and broke into a government building. I did nothing wrong. But also... (laughs) I know this, and I love you. <laughs> that, man was sh- that man was shot in the back by a cop while crying for his mom or something. It really feels like he was asking for it, wasn't he? Like, how are those two right. ideas existing simultaneously? Yeah. And the same person. And then we've got this article closes out. Of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene claims she visited the jail for three hours and spoke with the January 6th defendants, and she said she has, quote, never seen human suffering like I witnessed. End quote. Oh, my God. Literally, kids in cages. We, I know we. That's a phrase now, blank. Or literally any of the minorities in any prison anywhere. Right. There, there's no way these people are being mistreated. On this very show, we've discussed how people in like a, uh, constant. Uh, I say concentration camps. I do, but uh, like in February during the big freeze in Texas in the South, like oh hey we're cold. They would like put fans on people or like hold them in COVID wards. When they weren't sick. Like, I hate you. you yeah. You're talking to guys playing on tablets still. <laughs> Getting anti-white racial messaging on their tablets. One dude sent him an email calling him an, uh, a mayo monkey or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, one dude said, fuck off white boy. He tried to play basketball. And yeah. He's or now dunked on him. <laughs> they didn't let me win it. Prison yard basketball. <laughs> Never seen such race racial animus. <laughs> Just the fact these are the same people who don't believe in racism when it comes to like black uh, black people or anything like that's the, the same fact groups. That they had access directly to a federal judge. Like you know how many prisoners should be like have legitimate cases of like negligence that they should be able to write a letter to a federal judge for or two but like are not allowed <laughs> yeah. these motherfuckers have tablets they could write a 77 there are issue people grievance and jail and prison right now who have been in custody for months while having a hearing even because they're waiting for a judge that's a real thing <laughs> yeah well, i guess that's what's all right that, that they've been because they've been denied bail for flight risk they've been in there nine months without their formal hearing ha- happening yeah but just the fact that, like, you could, you could just, you could just complain about the conditions of jail without fucking going psycho on, like, oh, critical race theory. Oh. Right. I mean, there's, they honestly could literally be using their position to be like, hey, jail sucks. The prison sucks. It's not 
prison sucks for you because you're why it's prison sucks. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they took such, they're so, again, they're so close to like hitting the point, but then they have to fucking make it about themselves. <laughs> they're, they're, they're right there. They're on the cusp. Hey, prison divide, d- d- prison deprives us of like basic rights as human beings. Prison neglects us. They don't provide like food and water for a correct shelter. No, prison's only bad for white people, and they keep force-feeding the anti-white shit on my tablet. <laughs> on my tab, The on my tablet bit. That's really just got me so fucked up that they're, like, they're force-feeding me information on my tablet. Like, how? How? <laughs> In what world are you being forced to use a tablet? I swear to God, if it really is, like, the PragerU channel's blocked on YouTube or something, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna find out what it is. It's gonna be it. Talk- yeah, they don't elaborate on exactly what I anti-white information is on the tablet. to respond to my phone calls, and this is oppression. <laughs> they won't let me go to the actual literal clan website on the internet, on the <laughs> That's prison That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking, the KKK website's blocked. Why? Anti-white animus. <laughs> Never seen such uh, human suffering <laughs> than the white guys in prison with tablets. <laughs> like, literally, that means this bitch has never opened her eyes in her whole life. Like, there are homeless people that I'm sure she passed by on her way there that have endured more human suffering than those two dudes. I can't. Oh, God. <sighs> I hate her, too. She's, like, I unbelievably psycho. Like, I, to a degree that's, like, almost, like, It's really impossible. concerning that she's still in office, her gate, the whole bunch. Yeah, after she, so, like, after she decided to try to nominate Rittenhouse for Congressional Battle of Honor or whatever, after Holy the... Fuck. fuck, speaking of Kyle, uh, I actually, there's an artist I listen to on Spotify, I listen to, for our, our listeners who don't know, a lot of, like, bluegrass and folk music, some folk punk, uh... Well, punk music also, and there's actually pretty. Uh, there's a heavy overlap between like punk music and like rock music, and like old timey bluegrass and folk, hmm. because both typically hate cops, honestly, yeah. <laughs> or at least have like a, a rich history of like being anti-government oppression and stuff like that. That's literally like the the roots for both of those genres, which is why there's like uh, you always see like country kids loving punk music and stuff. I, well, I was at a concert not a month ago. It was a punk rock concert, and two of the band members were in, like, the most natural-looking, like, overalls and boots I've seen in my entire life. They were like, oh, this we're dressing up for this show. These were just their clothes. Like, cowboy hat. <laughs> Screaming into a microphone. It's beautiful. <laughs> One of the guys I fucking listen to on Spotify does, like, folk music, like, old-timey folk music, and he... I liked him. I didn't know which one was politics. I didn't look into the politics, really. It seemed unnecessary at the time. A dude puts out a song called The Ballad of Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, no. About how he's, a, like, a, like, a, like, a hero, like a folk hero, defending the laws of our nation. And I'm like, you have missed the point entirely of what you're doing. Yeah. I, how, how do you... First off... He's a little. He was a little kid who went out and uh, okay, say kid. He was an adult. Well, he's an adult now, just shy of being an adult. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty damn close though. 
who broke multiple laws to go and put himself in a place where he could shoot people. And then he shot people. Even even if you do buy the whole self-defense bit, he's just a guy who shot people. Like, I don't really... Like, even if it was warranted, like, people shoot people in self-defense all the time and that doesn't make them heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I just... if you buy wholesale, like, every ounce of the whole self-defense argument, like, he's just a guy who shot someone in order to save his own life, and that's not really, like, Does not make special. him a hero. Yeah. He didn't do it to um, save somebody else's life. He didn't do it, like, he was... Abandon his post at the abandoned car or at the used car lot that was being left alone to go antagonize rioters and then killed someone in self-defense. Like people ooh. protesting the unjust death of someone. That's what right. he was going to do. They weren't just like, oh, a bunch of crimes are going out. He had to take the law into his own hands. No, no, no. People were there upset and protesting and in pain and suffering that someone was unjustly killed by cops. And they had all moved on to another part. Like, he agreed to uh, to defend one car lot, and he abandoned that car lot to go antagonize the people that had moved away from where he was at. Yep. And that's why he ended up having to shoot someone. Having to shoot someone. That's quote. Those are unquotes. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing about that's heroic. And Clifton Hicks is his name. Piece of shit. Wrote a whole ass song about it. Basically idolizing and, like, elevating... Uh, right in house for that. Fuck that guy. Fuck Clifton Hicks. It's crazy because Kyle clearly doesn't even want uh, this attention. Like, he said he's going to destroy the rifle and he wants to change his name and move away. He doesn't want any part of this. Right. He's being forced back into the limelight by people who are idolizing him. Well, there are... I actually have a bit of... Not a theory of this, but like... So, leftism has... We have, like, heroes we can latch on to, really. Not not even, like, heroes necessarily, but, like, people we can elevate. Figures, yeah. Yeah, figures who, through their own actions... Yeah, yeah, MLK. Malcolm Hansen, Malcolm X. They did good things for their community, they had good ideas, and they promoted them well. The rights figures aren't as publicly acceptable. Or privately acceptable. You've got an old couple who pointed their guns at people walking by. Yep. Well, even like historically, who do they got? Conservative right. What do, what do they have? I mean, they Slave claim owners. Lincoln. Slave oh, they claim him. But even wasn't though, he also kind of shitty? Uh, he was a white supremacist, but he felt that like freeing uh, yeah. slaves was the only way to save the Union. Yeah. And I'm not sure they would actually support him. No. But I'm not sure I know they wouldn't. Uh, no, the, I actually read about that, where that, like, I finally found where that paradigm shift occurred, because, like, I, you know, we hear about the, the party switching, but, like, I, I don't know if you knew offhand, but it was uh, when the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was signed by Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, a, a Democrat, he basically gave the South to Republicans. They were so all the Democrats that were the Dixiecrats that started the KKK were so mad at him for signing the civil rights act of 1964 that they became Republican and have been Republican to this day. Oh shit. And that's when the paradigm shift happened, happened. So that whole party of Lincoln thing, that's the parties did actually physically, there's an exact day for when the party switched sides. And it was the day the civil rights act was signed. And so you don't really get to claim Lincoln. We support the idea of them being more than just, objects to own but any more than that 
you've lost my attention, young sir. That's the best <laughs> I have for like deep South accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dixie Crat, yeah. <laughs> we here in the upper whites of Georgia. That's how that's yeah, that, <laughs> that was pretty close, right? Yeah. It almost sounds like the accent that uh, Kevin Spacey had for House of Cards. Oh, does it really? I never watched the show. Yo, you never watched House of Cards? I never watched House of Cards. That's and unfortunate. And then when I was getting around to it, the, the Spacey whole thing happened. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Came out. Yeah, no, I watched it as it came out, so I had the good fortune of enjoying it before that <laughs> happened. It is a really, really, really good show. This is a message from me to people of celebrity status and artists and creators. Quit being shitbags. Yeah, if stop. If you rape things, raping don't rape people. things. If you feel like it, don't. Go to therapy instead. Uh, don't be racist. So I can please enjoy quality content. Also, because you shouldn't be doing those things. Yeah, but like both of them. Yeah, like don't do <laughs> more, those things because morally because... you shouldn't do those things. But also quit ruining really good content. <laughs> <laughs> or if you are, people who produce these things, don't produce them. Let yeah. them exist, but I don't have to know about them. The the content, not the right. Yeah, assault. yeah, yeah. Don't actually real life. Not not jokingly. Uh, if you're a position of authority in Hollywood or whatever it might be, uh, and someone that you know is committing atrocities against other people, ruin their career. Do it. Don't just don't do give it. them don't give them yeah, a headlining don't. role in. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like um, never. This is a bit a hard. Vent detour, I know, but it wasn't a secret about Kevin Spacey, right? It's never a secret about like Leonsky or whoever it is, whoever it might be, right? Uh, it's never a secret, people know about it. It's just yeah, when it gets enough there. attention, yeah, they're usually not hiding it, they just know they probably won't get in trouble for it, right? And they're right, they don't get in trouble for it. Again, we were talking about this a while back. I don't think we recorded it, though. Uh, Louis C.K. is up for, uh, was it an Oscar Emmy? nomination? Emmy? Some massive award. He's up yeah, for one. Prestigious He's award, yeah. That doesn't feel like cancel culture to me. It feels like we took someone who was successful and white, and we said, that was bad. So maybe we took a Sitting vacation. Sitting time out for a little while. Yeah. Bitch online. Uh, have a bunch of conservatives say, oh, well, it wasn't that. He didn't rape them. Yeah, come out with a Netflix comedy special called Cancelled or whatever. and then Yeah, triggered. Yeah. It's always one of those two. I say things people are scared to say. By people, I mean... Anybody no. with a decent <laughs> moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a monster. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah. Oh, sorry that uh, you don't like good comedy that is, like, super racist and not funny. <laughs> you don't like the same three jokes every other conservative comic is saying? You don't have taste. Yeah. There's only, like, two or three jokes that we're allowed to have anymore, and you don't like think they're funny. If you don't you think they're them, funny, you're triggered, and that's one of the jokes. Have you seen that Some More News episode? Yeah, you sent it to comedy? me. Yeah. Yes! So I watched good. it cast. Yeah, it was... <laughs> That, like, put to words everything that I, like, felt but couldn't, didn't really know how to express about it. Because, so like, good. it was so weird watching the Babylon Bee go from actual high-quality 
satirical content that was like sort of conservative in nature to like the shit show it is now. It was, I remember it being in high school for our listeners who don't know, I was the uh, goody, goody boy in high school <laughs> and college. And like the uh, Bedlam, we put a book out at one point actually. Uh, and it was a lot of their comedy humor was focused on almost jabs at modern day Christianity. In fact. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, and that's why I love them because they expressed the same like feelings that I had about the church whenever I was like starting to walk away and it, it like really felt good. Showed the like the frustration people have in Christianity towards the aspects of Christianity that other people hate for good reason, rightfully so. Hate the hypocrisy and whatnot, especially. And that was their big. There was their bag for a while, and that made sense. They were doing a good thing. For good reasons and humorous ways. That's a good business model. And they did it in a way that appealed to Christians because it's like they did it in like conservative speech. Like, like, like you, if you didn't grow up around the Bible, you wouldn't necessarily understand their jokes. Oh, it was absolutely niche humor, which is what I like. Yeah. Like, which was like, yeah, high quality because I really enjoyed understanding being a part of the in crowd, but also being a part of like making fun of the those people. Yeah. They were so good at the start. And then, over time, they just... I want to say he mentioned they got bought out by another corporation or something. Oh, yeah, they have a new CEO or whatever. Yeah. They decided to go the more profitable route and just appeal to conservatives. The route that every single corporation seems to take. I really did enjoy his points. This is not a small news episode, but uh, I really enjoyed his points about like how conservative humor used to be something different also not even like just Babylon B related but like well he brought up uh, the blue collar comedy tour yeah you and I have drunkenly laughed at blue collar comedy yep uh, Ron White my dick has ears has been a phrase I've uttered at least once or twice a year since I've known you yeah uh, usually <laughs> on our birthday weekend <laughs> <laughs> um, that bit is hilarious and it's absolutely conservative humor because it's a real joke. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's got a punchline and uh, delivery. Yeah, it's not just, <laughs> fuck the liberals. <laughs> I forgot how we got here. Uh, Babylon B. Uh, I don't know what brought us to Babylon B in the first place. I have. I'm heavily into my bottle of mess. <laughs> There's something about. Mm, oh, conservative heroes. Oh, yeah, that the, they don't really have any in any genre of yeah, life. Yeah, there's not, they don't have a lot of people to, like, get behind. They don't have, like, they can't put Hitler's face on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, that's why they flock the, to people like Cruz and Tucker. Yeah, the best they have are, like, uh, and we actually discussed this a while back, not in their favor. Uh, who's the dude that wrote, like, the book on capitalism? Uh, Adam, Adam Smith. Adam Smith. They had like Adam Smiths, who, and I think Ryan talked about this in context. Was actually a socialist. Yeah. <laughs> his his writing on the birth of capitalism was actually a very socialist book. Yeah. And so they they can't use him as their hero because if they put him up too high, people will start digging people into notice. it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they won't, with considering Jordan Peterson's legacy. <laughs> Oh, except the internet knows about Jordan Peterson. Well, I mean... Part. Not everything, but they know a lot of it. Like, that Road to Wigan Pier thing just, like, 
was so insane that that nobody had noticed that yet in the conservative realm because nobody had read the page of the book that he said converted <laughs> him to capitalism. I mean, that's true of a lot of things they hold up, though. They just don't look into it. Yeah, and that's the whole bit that I've been going on recently on Facebook is like I've been taking screenshots of the articles that conservative politicians share whenever they're trying to make a point that very, that where if you open the article, the article very clearly either disproves them or shows that they're not like full, like fully accurate or they're misrepresenting something about it or yeah. just totally discredits them entirely. The uh, evidence like, they present works against their favor. Yeah, like that's the point we've gotten to. It's not even like they're presenting false evidence. They're presenting evidence that like says the opposite of what they're saying. It's not even like they're saying something and you are finding evidence to disprove them. Yeah, different evidence, they're though. They're presenting their, their own, own argument against yeah. them. Like, That's where we're at. The laziest way of possibly misinforming people. And it works. Somehow. It fucking works. And that's, a, that's the really the most upsetting part. Not the most upsetting part. It's one of the upsetting parts. Right, but it's really hard to make a hero out of somebody who's doing that, so... <laughs> right, only well, again, they have so few. And that's why there's no integrity well, in their fucking people. Well, on the flip side, like, uh, modern-day leftists, we don't... We don't elevate people of modern times, honestly. Because they're not in it for the same reasons, I want to say. But I don't feel like there are... I don't currently know of any, like, modern-day leftist like, icons... Who are. I also feel like anytime somebody starts making like movements in that that is like leftist uh, in order to like make a point about how not right wing we are, like they'll find some reason to tear them down. Um, yeah, and I will say there's probably a good reason for it, and it's probably overdone. But at the same time, it, we are at least inscrutable. It, we don't. We we almost insist on not elevating anybody. Right, but yeah, because anytime, yeah. so it's like, yeah, we do a thorough federal background check of their lives, and then find some smut. Uh, we will not endorse someone who is not who has garbage in their past. Won't do it. Which is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's the drawback. But also, yeah, we we won't. We we right. simply won't do it. Which has its its faults, but it also has good points at the, at the same time. They're, we don't make uh, ballads to Kyle Rittenhouse. It's, yeah, yeah I feel like there's probably a better way to go about it than that's currently happening, but that's the nature of the online discourse and the way that the internet works right now. But uh, yeah, it's better. It is the better alternative than heroizing yeah. a monster. Yeah, and we'll and it's something we'll figure out eventually. I'm sure. Yeah, because um, I mean, like, had the internet ex- <laughs> like in that same vein, had the internet existed in this capacity back with MLK and and Malcolm X, I'm sure that they would have not been absolutely. Well, I mean, and I do. I I want to say the natural conclusion will eventually be we don't need heroes and icons. A whole yeah. one of the main issues, and one of the main uh, tenets of like well, communism is a lack of hierarchy. There's not someone above everyone else. Or well, even in the bold podcast we mentioned, one of the issues that people have with mutual aid is that there's not a hierarchy. Yeah. There's not they, someone in charge. There's they not want to go seek figure. guidance. Yeah. Yeah. It's that we are all working together. Right. We don't need someone to be a little bit higher up, a little bit more knowledgeable. We need someone to lead us. We need, Everyone I feel like that's helping. just a difficult yeah. thing for humans to grasp, though, because we've we've created heroes 
since the beginning of our since species or scratch it onto a wall really. yeah it's always a hero mythic but i ideally we can eventually get to a place where we don't we where we've evolved past the need for religion and mythos but yeah I, it is oh it's, it's pretty reactionary for us to uh, target anyone who gains notoriety on the left side yeah eat the rich <laughs> As, uh, that actually reminds me that's the that's the best example I have is the like the well, way that, well oh uh, yeah well that one's actually better than what I was gonna say yeah the him having like a nice house and but like it's only not, it's only as expensive as it is because it's in California and it's big enough to house his whole family and he earned that money working day in and day out. <laughs> this is not. I think people misunderstand how difficult a job streaming is. Like I was reading an article about how psychologically demanding making a living off of that is because you're I working. I couldn't imagine us being profitable at this point. Not to that degree, no. no. Like I, I would maybe mean a, like millions. I mean like. No, like 50K I would. Fifty k a year sounds yeah. pretty. <laughs> uh, my goal right now is to break even. I just want to cover the yeah. expenses of all the fucking subscriptions yeah. we have to have to do this. Listeners, can y'all like one of you pay for my? We use Cast, Cast, <laughs> subscription? yeah, or Dropbox, or uh, <laughs> one of our one of our smaller bills. Even I can use a new mic. <laughs> no, actually, if you do have money, please donate it to reasonable places. But if you have extra money, send it to us. <laughs> if you want to help us uh, develop, if you like what we do here, and you want to contribute, you can always go to our website, addnews.com. There is a button there to do that, I believe. I think it's still up. If not, that's contact how, us for a way to do that's it. That's how organized we are here. <laughs> uh, we desperately need donate. somebody to manage our <laughs> uh, website and social media accounts. Producer. We're looking for a producer. There's actually a title for it. I'll admit part of this is my fault. I actually don't do... I don't contribute much to the actual workings of this podcast. <laughs> we'll get there. If you know... Someone build it for us so that I can talk to people on Discord about politics. <laughs> can you Discord... Can you discuss that with us? Ha ha ha. That was... We, we hit a segue again. You were you had a real discussion going and we... I said. Sidetracked us. Oh, uh, Hassan, wealth. Oh, left has an issue with tearing down people who might be figureheads for any perceived slight, and often the perceived slight recently has been any amount of comfort in life. Like if they have a nice home, or uh, that's often it is. Is just like oh, they spent this much money on a home. Yes, we got to eat him now, but it's like that's not how that's supposed to work. He's not a billionaire. He's made several million dollars and he's housing his family with it in California, which is it costs several million dollars to do. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree if it would be a different story if we found out that he like underpaid his producers or if he. Yeah, but he's self-produced. So there's not yeah. even like a question. If about he, that. Yeah, yeah. If he again took the work that other people did and he profited off that different story or yeah if he was if he was scamming people out of money or right any kind of grifting or whatever or yeah. if he was if it came out that he was a billionaire like 
I mean, if I find like, his rich parents, out the window, but still. <laughs> um, That's mostly a joke. That's <laughs> Yeah, though, yeah, but that just... If I hear one more success story about rich parents helping them out... Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's an issue. And I will say there was a lot of discussion. It was a discourse. It wasn't just everyone tearing him down. There was a discussion on it. Uh, there was a both sides to it. I saw the same thing whenever it came out. I think Fox actually attacked him, or like the right attacked uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, about yeah, about him having, having house. two houses or yeah. whatever, but like... One was He's like in his also family. <laughs> pays his taxes and like very much supports paying more taxes than he currently pays. Right. He's like, I should be paying more in taxes. What do we have to do to increase the tax rate? When that happened, the left absolutely supported him. So there's there is and again, it's an issue of a little bit of hypocrisy, a little bit of reactionary response to how do we handle because oh well, even Back to that podcast we were talking about earlier, Bold. Um, the person who discussed, I didn't find their name, actually. They deserve to be credited with their knowledge and advice. But uh, when people do ask you things like, well, what do you do in this very specific scenario and your world of abolition? I don't know. I don't have the exact answer for every specific scenario, we can figure that out, though. Like we, yeah, it's better than doing nothing. We would fix a lot more issues if we just supported these people who do endorse our ideas and have a following, up to a point, of course, that they start yeah, not abusing blindly, people. But like, at least, like, not go out of our way to shit on them for any perceived slight. Yeah, uh, we we would reach a lot more people than if we just, well. You you have too much now. Yeah, that's, you did and that's too your only well and that's your at only pushing crime. our uh, message, and uh, you made somebody doing it. So, am I saying you some... should also be a millionaire? No, I don't love millionaires either, but I do think we may be a little bit too harsh. Yeah, considering like there's just bigger fish to fry. Yeah. After all the billionaires are gone, we can then take a look at what we're, societies looks we're like. Working our way down. All right. Yeah. What we don't we? start with the billionaires. We start with the people who the the top top ten percent of earners who own seventy six percent of the world's wealth. Yeah. That, and once they're gone, if we're seeing some similar issues still, we'll we can start. Going. Yeah. Then we can get the hundreds of millionaire or me, the people have hundreds of millions. If we can take down billionaires, millionaires, if we are can easy take anyone fix. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I get that. That world that's another story that came out. The world, the global inequality report came out for 2022, which has been either 10 or 20 years in the making of meticulously tracking global wealth over time. And the it again, not that it needed to be disproved again, but it to get disproved the trickle down theory because yeah. over time, the Bottom 50% of earners own 2% of the world's wealth. And the top 10% of earners own 76% of the world's Absolutely wealth. Absolutely insane. I don't- yeah, 50% own 2% of the wealth. And God that was, I, I read that on like Business Insider that like published that report. Like it was a scathing report on <laughs> global uh wealth inequality well here's the thing 
have you considered, what if I'm a billionaire one day, and I don't feel like being a slightly less of a billionaire? <laughs> oh, well, in that case... Maybe we should keep things the way they are, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case I end up accidentally becoming a billionaire, I wouldn't want to then lose my money. So in that off chance that I suddenly had parents this whole time who were multimillionaires that could support me uh, and wasn't aware of it. I will say <laughs> the people I interact with, the ones who typically are like, so I, I'm, I'm thinking of one person in mind specifically. I really hope he doesn't find this podcast. Honestly, I work with him. He's a nice kid. I say he's like 22, 24. He's a hard worker. He really respects people who work hard as well. He is very caring about everyone around him, but he has like this weird obsession of like respecting people who are successful. He has that whole like grind mindset. Oh, like yeah. oh, they, uh, so for instance, uh, people who don't know, I had a certain politician who in a wheelchair at my place of business <laughs> a while back. And Could be anyone. And I I very specifically told my employers, do not let me work in the same room with him. I will say something and insult him. Mm-hmm. My friend uh, went and worked. He worked a party with them, and he talked to him. Apparently, he's like, "Hey, Rufus." He didn't. That's not my real name. But have you like heard his story and like talked to him? He's a really nice guy. If you talk to him, my response was, "Don't give a shit. Fuck him." Uh, yeah. But also, people are in general, even the shitbags, are very nice to those around them. Yeah, that's sort and of that's how, not what like, I care about. My issue, works. <laughs> my issue with that, but it's not like. Well, he's a meanie. And he's he, a bad person. Yeah, he's a sourpuss. No, no. He can be the friendliest guy in the entire world. But the things he does affect people around him, and people around me especially. In fact, most evil people in power are very charismatic. That's how they got there. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. He, was, he also was like endorsing like the way Chick-fil-A works, or like in and out like as a corporation. I'm like... Yeah, but they're still corporations, and they're still profiting heavily off the labor of their people. Yeah. Well, no, but they're good about it. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> How do you be... It, like If they were good about it, they'd pay their employees enough to comfortably live on. Right. And that's one aspect of, like, people... Like, it's everyday working folk I deal with that aren't leftists. The other side are, like, my family, for instance, who I talk to... And I have worked my entire life, well, not entire life, the past several years, like, changing the way they view, not just, like, a society and economy, but, like, the police force, for that instance, who are mid to lower income, uh, poverty, a lot of them, honestly. Uh, and they, they absolutely get it. They're like, yeah, corporations don't care about us. And I say, yeah, I agree with you. Here's why. Here's why. And they, yeah, I agree with you, too. And we'll go over this for days. And I'll be like, yeah, the we'll see a cop not do something they should be doing. And like, yeah, cops also are just here mostly to make profit for the government and to oppress people. And like, yeah, I agree with that too. But also, cops' lives matter. And a lot of them, they, they have the exact same viewpoints. They, they agree with the exact same things of like, well, yeah, we're the wealthiest country in the world. We should pay for med- Medicare. Or like, uh, oh, a big one recently was, well, what do single moms need, really? Why do they have their kids taken away, like, in lower-income families? Uh, like, what is the CPS? Yeah. Why is that such a risk for, like, lower-income moms? Well, because they can't provide 
like the childcare necessities, yeah, or food. Why can't they? Because they're single moms. Why are they single moms? Poor. They couldn't have an abortion, but also they're poor, like because they well, yeah, yeah, yeah not being provided for. Well, if we just provide those things, then we're good. But that it's that leap to like, well, why can't we just provide those things? Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, like they'll they'll start on like agreeing with you that we should provide those things, and then you're like, okay, so uh, here's this policy. Oh, that's socialism. Yeah, and I, it's like it immediately shuts down. Like every time you get right to the finish line, because I've run into the same thing a lot lately, where like people who are very who say they're like violently pro capitalist, whatever, all this stuff, like they don't say violently. The things that they say are violently pro capitalist. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they really get, uh, and I know that it affects them because they see it too. They agree with everything that I say almost. Absolutely, almost universally. In fact, and then as soon as I say anything that resembles like caring for the poor <laughs> like like or like in in application not just in theory homeless people's a big one um yeah and i don't get that my family specifically is cool like, they, they love the idea of like providing for people who are homeless and they see the plight that they have but like other types of like uh, i say that that's really broad speaking but i've met a lot of like rural and like just like small town working people well, yeah, the homeless are a, 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 a blight on this nation. And small towns especially, where homeless populations are not an issue. They're like, oh, the homeless, they're ruining America. They're, they're, you don't even see homeless you, people. You don't see they them. They can't exist here. <laughs> you know them as, like, a way to target large cities. That's it. Yeah. Democrats. A lot of people do that with, like, California, too. And they're like, but it's it's not that simple. I mean, I, it is that simple in that we have enough houses in California that are empty that we could put homeless people in. But it, like the the concept of like there being homeless people in a populated area and not in a rural area has nothing to do with the policies of the populated area. Just that homeless people literally have no way to exist in a rural area. There's no public transport. There's no shelters. There's no care. Absolutely. So, yeah, they gravitate towards a densely populated area because it's the only place they'll find any sort of care for them. They would die in a rural area. Absolutely. If they were homeless. Yeah. And yeah. They, they'll agree. Like people will agree all the way up until I say like, okay, well then everyone deserves a home. And they're like, well, not if they don't work I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> but why? That's not why? true. Why? why is that? <laughs> They're like, oh, well, then people will just not work and just live in for free. And I'm like, that's okay. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, so who cares? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, one, that's not how humans function. Like, we're, we're literally, since the beginning of time, like, we want to do things, even if it's just it's for selfish reasons. Like, I want to make my own life better. I see this problem. I'm going to make it, and then everybody else could use it. That's how the internet works. That's how, like, you know, uh, the uh, GitHub that's what it is. Yeah. GitHub, you could like just for helping others and showing off how good your prowess is at coding, upload your program there and anybody can have access to it. And then you go it's, and take what you need from the programs that are there. It's almost a meme that oh, it is actually at this point Like you can find almost a, a manual on anything on like YouTube or some like Quora or something. Yeah. A very people specific issue have with like a vehicle or like equipment. How do you fix this? And some dude like 15 years ago for free provided some of information on how to fix an item or yeah. an issue. When people love doing something and learn something new, they like sharing it. That's what that's how we got to where we are. Exactly. And so it's like one, people will 
well, we'll do work. And if they can't or won't, who cares? Like, there are other people who will. Uh, yeah, it does not hurt you specifically. You that... can keep doing what you do, even if that dude spends the rest of his life at his government provided house and does nothing else. Yeah. Again, uh, big issue that is not issue with it, but a reason for that is that uh, people have this weird obsession with, like, well, if I had to work for it, why didn't he? Yeah, that's the same as student loans. I paid off my student loans, so everyone else should have to as well, ignoring the fact that, like, you may have been able to pay it off, but not everybody can, and you were also a victim of predatory lending when you had to pay it off. You shouldn't have had to anyways. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, well, I get compensated? Well, no, but, like, that's also not how you should look at it. Also, yeah, it's really, it is selfish. Your kids won't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Your that debt's not going to pass money. on. Like you, like, you were fortunate enough to be able to escape it yourself, and congratulations to you for that. Like, I'm, I'm super proud of you. was like $8,000. Good for you. Yeah. Or even people more recently were like, yeah, oh, I, I worked really hard, and, you know, I had $50,000, and I paid it off. Like, congratulations, dude. That's really awesome. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> like, you were fortunate enough to have gotten a job out of school that was able to pay that loan. Not everybody can do that, and you right. don't know that at 18 years old that there's the potential for not having a job at the end because you're told that there's a job at the end. You're told you have to. You're told you in order have to get a to job, yeah, to accomplish anything. By the same people who are telling you, oh, if you take a loan, pay it back now. Like those were the people that were saying, take out a loan and go to school, or else you won't have money. And the same ones saying that work for businesses that couldn't make it and had to take a loan out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that recently. Of uh, a guy specifically. Uh, I need to find that tweet to send it to you, actually. I uh, was bitching about, uh, well, if he had to pay off his loans, why couldn't anyone else? And his company was bailed out, had to take a loan. Like, yeah, loans that were forgiven, those PPP yeah. loans that were forgiven by the government. Yeah. They don't really mean it. They just, they literally, they don't mean it. People uh, of authority and power saying we shouldn't you know, forgive student loans or have free college don't mean it for the reasons they say they are. They just don't want an educated population. Yeah. They know it's bad for them. Well, yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because especially the conservative ones that are like, oh, well, colleges are all liberal. Like, uh, I mean, they're not. But (laughs) if they're churning (laughs) out people who are liberal, that has nothing to do with the education and more to do with the enlightenment of being around people who aren't the same as you. (laughs) Well, it's that. And also people who who receive a lot more education or looking at history in general see the faults of. The way our government's acting. Oh yeah, it's a lot easier to perceive once you've been taught how it's supposed to function. Yeah, they're they're experiencing views and opinions outside the normal realm of experience. That's not just what like their racist ass uncle callback wrote the episode mm-hmm. is saying. Especially when it's people who, when you're being exposed to opinions that are a- against the way that the government is currently operating and the way that they've indoctrinated you to accept that they operate when your first hearing like arguments against that way of life that's like super eye-opening and you don't need yeah. a professor for that you just have to be around people and yeah so that's why that whole war on education like oh i received that too i'm like <laughs> like once i went to arlington for my uh, graduate degree and then like started gravitating more left it was actually nothing to do with like the education that was going on. I mean, there was a right. lot of life stuff and well, I mean, it was schooling that did it, but it was more my own research into the topics I was writing about 
that did it and not my professors innately because they didn't take us one side or the other one of my well, the biggest thing that start like right at the beginning of my first semester of grad school my, my criminology professor had me write a paper on the department of justice field report on the ferguson police department and that was just depart on the department of justice website their field report from the investigation that they did that was a radicalizing document like right because it showed profound uh, racial inequalities of the system that I wasn't aware of going into that class that I, you know, you did, I wasn't privy. And so it's not like he doctorated me. He had me read the facts of a field report on the Department of Justice website. I like, mean, what? and that's that's why, like, well, conservatives right now are targeting, like, or were targeting critical race theory, mm-hmm. which in reality isn't like white people are bad, just here's an in-depth look at the history of racism in America and how it influenced America's growth. There's facts. It's yeah. just factual statements on like, well, here's what one racist did racially. Yeah, look at this through the lens of black people at the time that this happened rather than just through the white narrative. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> just, it's the same event, but what if we looked at it through a black person's eyes rather than yeah, <laughs> yeah whitewash? And, and that's terrifying because it shatters this view of like America is this beautiful place, full the of, bastion of equality, and yeah. yeah. Despite the vast majority of its history being oppressive, Up and, and it's still and today, still, yeah, still, <laughs> still a massive uh, oppressive a place to be uh, in different ways. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been a wild ass Christmas episode. <laughs> it has. <laughs> more of a fireside chat because <laughs> we didn't really talk way too much about the news either <laughs> nope nope sure didn't like, like five six stories just our christmas chat <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't done this in a while and really the whole reason we started doing this was to rant at each other yeah it was to get all our thoughts out in one yeah. space <laughs> that, yeah this thanks is, for joining us in doing that <laughs> this is the epitome of that idea did I tell you my mom tried to find our podcast and what the results were? No. So, I'm not told her what the podcast is. I just really wanted her listening to it and then hearing the way I talk sometimes. I put on a, a, a different face for my family than I do for other people. Sure. So, she just Googled my real name and Marcos and immediately found what looks like a couple's porn page. Nice. Of uh, two dudes named Zach and Marcos. That's who awesome. Are, who are also Latino. <laughs> it was like, she was like, is this you? It's not, no, it's not me. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. You should have told her it was. <laughs> she then sent me the photo of the couple. And then, like, three other people started sharing this, 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 this lovely couple's. Just, Intimate interactions. Is it our full names? I don't think so. Are you looking it up now too? Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I found it and I'm sending it to you. <laughs> oh wow, that's right? very very gay, <laughs> right? And honestly, it. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like someone who's obsessed with us designed like. An overstylized romantic novel about us. Yeah, or did like a knockoff porto. <laughs> like, yeah. 
ADD News uh, This does not porn. look just like us, but enough that I'm concerned. If you were drunk and squinting, <laughs> you, might, you might just think... If you tried to really over-sexualize the two of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> so she didn't end up finding the podcast, I assume? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think she'd be too surprised by anything that happened in it, but like... Yeah. I mentioned my family one too many times for me to be cool with it. Right. Yeah. This has been your Christmas special, probably reaching somewhere over two hours, though we're at <laughs> three now in the recording. This will have to hold you through until we get season two launch sometime early next year. But in the meantime, you can always uh, listen to our episodes or whatever on the website, on your favorite podcast streaming platform. <laughs> uh, oh, also, don't forget, Facebook has all of our episodes like loaded up where you can clip stuff and leave comments and everything. I don't... Did we have a review yet? Is that a thing? Oh, remember, we, have our, we had our very first review a little while back, actually. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I kind of want to read that out loud, if we're totally honest. <laughs> we had our first real review uh, with the message and all that. From HFS Demolish, very informative, exclamation point. They are very entertaining and give very in-depth insight into every topic they discuss. I love that they have sources for all the wild things they cover. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't believe it, that's inserted, if they didn't give sources for every episode. I agree. Oh, nice. They are very informative. We do give sources. We're not just saying lies. We're giving you the news. Yeah, Ryan said he likes listening to us because uh, we give more sources than actual news media outlets do when, usually when they're reporting on a story. That's so fucking depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really, actually, at this point I'm looking forward to, like, I'm thinking, like hypothetically, the day when we are approached to be actual news people. We may yeah. not like, have our own show, but like writing. <laughs> yeah, at the very, or at least researching. Like. Yeah. But yeah. Thank y'all for listening. I know we ramble a bit, especially on this very special, should I say Christmas in context? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas and bring us some figgy pudding. Fig that pudding right up. You (laughs) fig that pudding. I, I still love that the very first Christmas card was a... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, fuck you, to <laughs> the church. <laughs> Turns uh, out the 1800s did have some memes. Please follow us again on Twitter, Facebook, wherever it might be. Or wherever you can, if you can find me, follow me. And then also join us on the Discord. Oh yeah, Discord. If you like hey. Discord, if Discord is your thing and you like us, we have an unpaid internship for you. <laughs> <laughs> A, a partnership that pays the same as the founders. That too. <laughs> you will make what our CEO makes. Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> In fact, you might go into debt doing cost it. you, yeah. At least emotionally. <laughs> the cost is heavy, but the jokes are high. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening again, and have a wonderful Yuletide event that corresponds with not the time of year that Jesus was born. Too much. Have fun. Drink some eggnog. 
Send news. Send news. <laughs>